I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey everyone, thanks for downloading this episode of Don't You Know Who I Am and huge thanks to everyone who's been buying tickets to the live shows. Uh, so, you know, there's been a bit of publicity for that in the paper and on radio, so tickets are moving very, very well. For your chance to not miss out, go to joshearl.com.au. Uh, all the tickets are there. So the shows are Sundays from November 3, going all the way to December 15 at 3pm at the Catfish in Fitzroy. There's going to be the podcast, then a break, then a stand-up show with a whole bunch of comics trying new stuff for the season, for the festival season that's starting very, very, very soon. Way too soon for my liking. Um, hey, if you are a Patreon subscriber, there'll be a new episode coming out next week for you guys if you're uh, at a certain tier. If you're not and you want it, go to patreon.com slash D-Y-K-W-I-A. Every week there's new writing. There's also... you. One, you'll get free episodes, and if you're a certain tier, you'll get a free T-shirt coming out to you very, very soon. That'll be cool. Hey, if you want to support the program but can't afford the Patreon, you can always go to iTunes, give us a five-star review, leave a nice little message. That'll that's always good. Or if on any of you like you know Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever it is, just uh, talk about the show, get your friends involved. It's very, very good. I think that's all I need to say. Enjoy this episode. You can tell how nervous I am at the start of the episode. Um, it's really cool. Cheers. Thanks. Hello and welcome to Don't You Know Who I Am, the podcast that asks who knows whom, who knows what, because who knows why. My name is Josh Earl, and this week on the internet I discovered I share my name with an architect who recently shared a new design where he talked up the immersive bath experience, which I thought isn't every bath yeah, immersive I was gonna experience. Say. Yeah, yeah. Like you get in it and it immerse the water yourself, immerses. Literally immerse yourself in water. Did yeah. you discover Tell what us was more. different about the immersive? No, I think it's <laughs> because it's got windows around it. You can see the nature around oh. you and that's you're immersing yourself in that. But do you want that in a bath? I'm yes, not sure. I do. You do that? Yep. Do your neighbours want that in your yes. bath? <laughs> hey, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, what I do, I get four very interesting people and I quiz them all about their lives. So let's you normally meet say four very funny people. I didn't want to put the pressure <laughs> on people. That yeah. is funny. That's a, yeah. Oh, because I listen to this. He always yeah. says four very funny people. This is weird, weird way yeah, that no, you change that today. Yeah. Well, it's still funny and interesting. Okay. Come on, Matt. Hey, uh, our first guest is a first timer to the podcast. He shares his name with the real musician Jack Ladder. <laughs> <laughs> well, the real name of the real music of the musician Jack Ladder and an American video game developer here for the very first time. It's frontman of UMI. It's Tim Rogers. Yay! Yeah. You know um, the real Tim Rogers, Jack Ladder's parents. I did a show with Jack. He's a friend, yeah. and they admonished me late in the night, saying our son's life has been made, <laughs> been made considerably harder by you. To which I could only reply. I'm kind of sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you had nothing to do with it. Nothing they should be talking to, to your parents. I also do share my name with a uh, American gospel singer. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, in 1993, I'm not. I'm, this will. I'm going to try and make this brief. Uh, we were playing a festival in Canada, in Toronto, 
at Molson Park and uh, a security guard came to our little caravan and said, uh, excuse me, sir, is there a Tim Rogers here? I said, yes, sir. And he said, there's a Tim Rogers at the gate. Okay, what's going on here? And so I went to the gate and this very lovely guy said, hey, I'm Tim Rogers. And he said, I'm um, pen pals with 22 other Tim Rogers around the world. You know, we should all meet up one day. <laughs> um, come and have a drink. And um, That's anyway, like when, that's you, was done. when people go on Facebook, they find the people with their name and be friends with them and then realise there's nothing else there. They just can <laughs> stop looking at your kids. Okay, also joining us is another first time into the podcast. He shares his name with a boxer from Essex who died in a motorcycle accident and an ex-baseball player who, if you want to read his Wikipedia, bad man, bad man. But one funny incident about this baseball player, he did punch the opposing team's owner in the mouth and got suspended for nine games. Can you please welcome the front man of Jebediah and also known as Bob Evans, it's Kevin Mitchell. Yes. Thank you, thank you. I wasn't sure what you were going to go with then, uh, whether it would be There's Kevin Mitchell or Bob Evans because, oh. uh, as I've found out, there are some uh, notable Bob Evans Bob Evans is in the world as well. Is there? Who uh, else? Apparently there was a famous Australian film director named Robert Evans. Oh. He was an American director. Oh, he was a producer. He was Australian. Also, apparently the uh, leading discoverer of supernovas in the world is, is a you? man named <laughs> Bob Evans. Me, That's Bob good. Evans. Yeah. This is good. Your, next time you come on, we'll talk about that more. <laughs> also joining us is another first time of the podcast. She shares her name with a Canadian nurse and a corporate social responsibility officer for a finance company in Connecticut. Can you please welcome musician Jess Ribeiro? What about the hockey player? Is there a hockey player Isn't as well? Is there a hockey player, an ice hockey player? I can only do two in the okay. intro. Right. But next time, next time Thanks. we'll talk about that. Also, went with nurse. Nurse. Over ice hockey. Thanks. Yeah. Well, the ice hockey player didn't come up on LinkedIn. That's all I'm saying. Right, yeah. That's probably Tell her to get a LinkedIn sense. profile and I'll put her in. <laughs> I think she's 16. Okay. Finally, is a man who shares his name with a landscape photographer. Can you please welcome from the Do Go On podcast? It is Matt Stewart. Yes, Thanks so much. Yeah, so they they all clap for you because they know now to clap. Right, <laughs> Tim yeah. didn't only, only I clapped. Oh, I thought Josh. it was instinctive. I I thought we all clapped. No, no. we did. Dwindling applause is something yeah, I'm yeah. very familiar with. <laughs> <laughs> the echoes of decades and years. Now, thanks for doing this. Now, we should point out to the listener that Kevin and Tim are both currently on a tour together. Yes. And so Jess is thinking that this is unfair. I am thinking this is unfair. These guys, surely they've played shows together throughout the years. Well, we have. But as Tim pointed out, we've spent far more time away from each other than we have with each other. All right. Okay, good to know. You've brought two enemies together in one room. Great. I think it's Competitors. It's been a very long while since we did an all-nighter together. Yes. Sort of the druggy all-nighters where you find out uh, that's when the stuff. That's happened. when these stories come out. Yeah, yeah. good. We'll try and compact yeah. that into. <laughs> or we could just have a druggy day in. Yeah, well, that's what I prepared by taking some drugs earlier. So yeah, excellent. They're just starting to come on. Or we could go and play a game of squash. Yeah, we've talked about this before. Yes. The in between moments. It's the uh, post game squash first beer. You get <laughs> so much good information. Can I roll the ciggy? All right, our first game today is called "You Can Quote Me on That." It's a new game. Very similar rules. So what I do, I've scoured, I've gone through the internet and I've found quotes from you four. It could be from Twitter, it could be from Instagram, it could be an interview oh, you gave, could be from a book that you've written. It's from that. Okay. I'll read it out. If you think you know who it is, buzz in and tell me who you think wrote it. Your names are your buzzers. You can't buzz in for your own ones. Okay. So poker faces on. You get a point if you get it right. If you get it incorrect, the person actually wrote it, they get the point. So you can't lose points. So don't worry about it. So that. I say Jess. You say Jess. Yep. Yeah, Kevin, you can say Bob or Kevin. Can I? I've got ADD, by the way. That's why. That's fine. (laughs) All right, question one. Inside every older person, there's a younger person asking, 
What the hell happened? Tim. Yes, oh, Tim. I think that was Matt. That was actually you, Tim. That's <laughs> I you. Was That's say credited that it was you to and Tim I Rogers. To say my name. <laughs> I knew yeah. it was you. It's a good It's a good quote. I don't think I said that. On the internet, it has Tim Rogers. That was Pastor Tim Rogers from America. It's a good quote, though. You can have it. Inside every older person, there's a younger person. No, you're not allowed to say your own. What the hell happened? You can't have the point. It's all right, Jess. There's no trophy. I thought we were. Oh, I am competitive. No, you can't have the point. Well, he doesn't. He didn't get the point. Oh, because he I'm got pointless. he got it wrong. Oh, oh good, all right. Okay. Don't worry. Oh, it's still, it's all even. Okay. Still, anyone's game. All right, great. Okay, question two. Controversial start. Jesus. I think I might have written a really, really great song today. If it's not in the bin in three months, then maybe it's actually okay. Jess. Yes, Jess. Was that you? That was Kevin. Kevin. Yes, you were right. Yes, that was Kevin. Well, I just want to, you know, before this goes any further, just going to point out that pretty much every time I tweet, it's usually after, you know, at least a bottle of wine. Yeah. uh, And and after 9 p.m. So, you know, I just wanted to, you know, make that clear. I've often said, why tweet like a bird when you can converse? Like an eagle. (laughs) (laughs) And you can quote me on that, too. That's a good quote. That's a good one. Did you, do you know if the song survived? So far. But the idea of that was to uh, – the point that I was trying to make was that, you know, when you write songs, in the moment that you write a song, you think it, there's this incredible buzz and energy. It's like, yeah. oh, fuck, this is awesome. This is, oh, this is one of the best things I've ever done. It's great. But um, the reality is that if three months pass by and you still think it's kind of good, yeah. then maybe there's something there. That's because often, similar. like after a few months, I'm just like, yeah. How many how many goes do you give it before you go? Yeah, it's actually not good. Um, uh, how many goes do I give well, it? If you play it I'll, live, you go. All right, this is. Oh, it song. doesn't make it to the stage. No. See, this is why co- comics. We have it easy. We can we can do it on stage. The audience mm. say, "No, nah, that's no good." We give it another go. They say, "That's no good." We go, all right, we'll give it one more chance. You go, "That's no good." You go, oh, that, that'll that, never be you, said again. You say that's easy, but you're failing very publicly. Whereas you're only you know hating yourself. Oh no, in I your fail publicly. No, no, I, I definitely fail publicly often. <laughs> Has anyone in, in the room written a song that straight away they went, "Yeah, that's that's a that's a good one." That's yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, Jess, how about you? I, I, every time. Yeah. Um, when you finish one, because finishing yes, songs, finishing starting them songs. is easy. Finishing them sucks. Hard work. Yeah. 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 And do you know when it's finished or it's like, oh, we've just got to record, so it's finished then? Sometimes it's both. Sometimes it's the pressure of having to record that makes that decision for you. Other times, not so much. But, yeah, there's been loads of times where I've finished a song in a demoed form before even going to the studio and going, yeah. Because I this is going to be a good one. <laughs> I interviewed Warren Ellis on Triple R once and asked him, "How do you know when your songs are finished? Because there's no words mm. in it. So you like usually you write, okay, the story, the narrative, of this song is wrapped up. I don't need mm. to do another chorus." And he's like, "Oh, you just you just record it and that's it. It's finished. It's fine. I'm like, all right. That's why I'm like, I could never be a painter because I'd keep on just adding a little bit yeah, more to it until it's messing it up. Yeah. There's a um, number of good quotes about finishing when work is finished. Uh, with writing, it's when uh, someone takes it away from you. But painting, similarly, now who was it? it wasn't Jackson Pollock? I don't really think <laughs> he ever knew when he finished. But it was Vermeer or something. And they said, uh, similarly, when you run out of paint, that's when right. the paint gets taken. <laughs> yeah, Lorne Michaels from SNL. He says the show goes on because it has to, not because it's ready. Mm. Mm. Like, which is a good quote to go. All right, that's yeah. you just got to do it. Yeah. Question three: Deadpan and retro. Yep, that's me. Tim. Matt. Yes, Tim. 
Oh, it's Matt. Sorry, You're going to say Matt. It wasn't Matt. It was Jess Ribeiro. Oh. Another point there for Jess. Who said that? What was you this? said it. I said Deadpan what? and retro. Yep, what? that's me. You said that on Twitter. I think you had a review <laughs> that called you or your your uh, yes. maybe your film clip deadpan and retro. Yes, okay. And you were like, "Yep, that's yep, that's me." That's you me. are very deadpan. Mm, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Jess, Jess can play deadpan well, but I didn't know you was an, as an enthusiast as well. I I am an enthusiast too. You are all things. I am all things. Mm. Yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> it's I, I think, really tough. Well, I think it's fair to agree that. Um, Something that uh, you tweet may not kind of be fully encompassing no. of. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, what you tweet one day may not be how you feel. 177 <laughs> episodes of this. I realise this every single yeah. time I do it. Like, people are like, going, I never tweeted that. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I, I can bring it up. It's published. Yeah. Question four Twitter is great when you're an influencer like me because you can write any old shit and people will still like and retweet it. Yes. Yes, Jess. Tim. No, that's Matt. Oh, <laughs> you know, you know Matt. why? Because I don't tweet. Yeah. No, 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 because you have, you're, you're an eagle. <laughs> yes. well, he's you converse. I have the nose of an eagle. I have a rather aquiline uh, form. Um, are you an influencer? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think as soon, yeah, you, if you say you are, then, then you, you are. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's I think. What it is. I think nearly. I well, everything I say on Twitter is, I think, is ironic. But I don't. It doesn't always get interpreted that way. But I don't remember ever saying something sincerely. Ever in your life? No, <laughs> I think that was sincere. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah great. You should Progress. tweet that. I will. <laughs> I will. It's a new me. Maybe I really will be an influencer one day. <laughs> an influencer? I think that's. Yeah. I hate the twenty first century. What is an influencer? And I don't well, really I don't, know how to use Twitter. Still. I don't fully understand what it means, but it feels funny. Yeah. I thought it was. I mean, did you get some? Free I mean, it was, things after you said it. Did you get a sponsorship? No, no. I've I've been trying that. I've been trying to ironically say, "Hey, I'm, I'll uh, plug your stuff for money." I'm getting a free I'm haircut tomorrow and I'm going to wow. talk to you about it because I feel hmm. like I'm betraying Ginger Light. You know Ginger? Yeah, Ginger's wonderful. She's a wonderful yeah. hairdresser. She's the best. I can't anyway, afford to go to her. I won't talk about her. <laughs> <laughs> Love her, but I can't afford to go to her. You get a free haircut. Get a free haircut. No, it's not a free haircut with her. It's a free haircut with someone That's, else. I, I, I think I understand. Yeah. yeah, get a free haircut. Okay. No, I think Ginger right. would understand it. We're, we're, right. Everyone's working, trying to get yeah. by. It's fine. Okay. You know, Sometimes you've got to go haircut. sandwich or haircut. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow, get a free haircut and, and get a, a sandwich. And a very big sandwich. Yay. I think you plugging ginger now makes you, you're on the yeah. road to influencing. I Great. Yeah. Well, I thought yeah. I'd say that so I can get the free haircut yeah. with the other people. That's smart. Mm-hmm. Ginger Light in Collingwood, her, yes. her, her, off, just off Smith Street. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tim. You get a free haircut. I get from a free ginger. fringe. I'll tell her. <laughs> it's, this has been recorded, Jess. I'll put it out tonight. It, she'll know. It'll find out. My, my listeners will. Hit her up. Okay, question five. There's a clown giving out flyers for the sex party. His makeup is melting in the sun and no one will go near him or make eye contact. Kevin. Yes, Kevin. That's, that's Jess. You are correct. Yeah, it's Jess, yes. <laughs> what? I was like, I was like, that's all points. So like, it's Tim. It's like, no. Well, knowing that Tim doesn't use Twitter, that just becomes no, life's like a toss of a coin. No, but he wrote a book and like I thought maybe yeah, yeah. I read it in the readings catalogue. I was going to buy it, but I didn't have enough money at the time. Oh. I saw it in the shop window. I was like, Timmy's book. I'm bu- going to buy that. Does he mention me? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, of course, when an acquaintance, a friend um, writes a book, you go straight there. Oh. I was going to tell you my, one of my favourite Tex Perkins stories, and um, there are many. He's just one of my favourite humans. But when he wrote his book, I knew, well, it was not a coincidence that uh, his book came out at the same time as mine because his publisher, I didn't go with him anyway. I thought there was a little bit of skullduggery, but uh, Tex called me and said, oh, can I come around and read a chapter that I wrote about you? And I said, 
oh, just come around. You don't yeah. have to do that. He said, no, I want to check it with you. I said, oh, don't worry about it. We sat down and we had um, uh, drinks and then he read the chapter to me and it was really heartwarming. And, and it wasn't always easy to hear because he gave his, his opinion on some of the less pleasing aspects of my character, but it was quite something yeah. for him to have that strength to go and sit down. I mean, when I put my book out, I'd, even though it was, it's not an autobiography, it's just memoir style, but I didn't speak to people for, for months um, for fear of hurting people, yeah. really. See, my best friend has a book published this year, Justin Hazelwood, Better yeah. Than Philosopher. You would, he's got a great yeah. book called Get Up Mum. Mm. And my right. mum read it, wanting to know where I am in the book because it's all about his childhood. And I'm like, I'm not in it, mum, because I'm like, I was friends with him from year eight onwards, and this book is about when he was in year six, year seven. She's like, oh, he could have just put you in a bit. I'm like, did you miss all the books? The book's about his mum's schizophrenia and him growing up with that uh, influence on his life. And she's like, oh, you could have been in it one bit anyway. I'm like, mum, it's yep. all right, mate. It's she was right. disappointed, yeah. very disappointed. You yeah. cut it out. Anyway. That was your moment. Yeah, my moment was shined. <laughs> all right, next question. Please don't excuse my ignorance, but you are going to have to tolerate it. Matt. Yes, Matt. That feels like a Tim Rogers. That is a Tim Rogers, yes. Point there for Matt. Reading of it. so Rogers. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, you're playing with a very straight bat at the moment. Mm. I'm waiting for that irony. (laughs) (laughs) All right, question seven. Just once, I'd like to see Gordon Ramsay have a surprisingly calm and thoroughly pleasant dining experience. Jess. Yes, Jess. Kevin? You are correct. Yes, yes. a point there for Jess. I yeah. I don't even know, Kevin. Once again. No, just just, like, this is late night, a bowl of wine in. Watching 10.30 watching <laughs> Ramsey's <Kitchen> Nightmares. <laughs> 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 just again and again and again. He's so angry all the time. I just, I just felt, obviously at that time, Gordon just wants, just like you Going be oh, it's quite lovely. Do you cook a lovely meal? Well, I try. My wife is actually a really excellent cook, and and I feel like I'm a very competent cook myself. But when you know when you live with someone who's really really good, it's kind of yeah. you know, it's like every time she cooks, it's like Master Chef, you know. And I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna step out. Of, is Master Chef good? Oh, Master. I don't have I a TV. I don't know. I haven't. Well, yeah, you're not missing anything. So she's not that good. Well, <laughs> what I mean by this just is the quality, the quality of the her quality culinary skills. Okay. <laughs> right, que- question eight. My version of maintenance now is have a glass of water occasionally. Tim. Yes, Tim. That's Matt. That, no, that is you again, Tim. <laughs> you, that is you. Well, you've got how? these great quotes that you've well, said in interviews. And um, my normal just... one for if someone offers me a water is, no, fish fucking water, give me yeah. a beer. <laughs> um, I, I do actually... Uh, I need a, drink. a lot of water. Do you want a drink of water? Yeah. We can get you a drink of water. Can you, can yeah, you push a little button. We'll do this. We'll finish this round. And I'll get you a drink of water, and I'll edit it out. And oh, people, okay. It'll be seamless. I think that means so far it feels like you see a bit of yourself in me because there's twice you've attributed yeah. your own quotes to me. Well, what do you think? Mm, that, I mean, we've only we've a, met for what five, ten minutes now. Uh, Seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, not at all ironic, <laughs> which I like. Well, you're just not picking up on it. It's a deep yeah, irony. I think yeah. I'm 50, Matt. It's, a lot of things are just passing. <laughs> no, I'm not. You're right. I'm a very, I'm a very straight up guy. <laughs> Question nine. Time never goes slower than listening to a talkback caller to a sports radio getting to their point. Jess. Yes, Jess. Matt. You are correct. Another point there for Jess. Mm. Killing it, Jess. I've yeah. been listening to a lot Myself. of trade radio this week. <laughs> a lot uh, of SEN? A lot of SEN. And, yeah, it is. I mean, it's like that all year round, but in particular now. There's yeah. a... Yeah, they do pleasantries and then they'll just really, it's a long wind up before they get to their point that they want to get, you know, some star player over for nothing to their club. But 
Yeah, that's a longer wind up than usual. Do you think? Yeah, kind of similar to the wind up I just gave the explanation of it. <laughs> this is so, so postmodern. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Question ten, our last one for the round. Hey, you filthy comedians, clean up after your damn selves. You're making us musicians look good. And then they had a photo of a sign saying, "Comedians keep the backstage tidy." Jess. Yes, Jess. It's either Tim or Kevin. Well, which one are you going to say? I'm going to say Matt. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually Kevin there. Oh! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been genius if you pulled that off. Where where, where was this sign? Um, it was at a, a was place in Fremantle in Western oh, Australia. Okay. And, um, yeah, it was a great big sign that you, but I basically was overhung the bit of where you walk through to go onto the stage. And, yeah, yeah. it said um, comedians, specifically comedians. <laughs> was it Please Mojo's keep, or no, no, it was, Salamanca? Um, it was a new uh, place that they opened up okay. at, at Little Creatures. Oh, yeah. Here in oh. Little um, Creatures Brewery there, yep. And I apologise for not being able to remember the name of the room. But, um, but yeah, I'd never seen anything like that. And I was just like, these fucking comedians. Yeah, we're filthy. You know, I, this. <laughs> there has been discussion amongst musicians about who's a better after party. It, uh, is a comedian's after party, the, you know, like a Dante's vision of hell, <laughs> as opposed to uh, a Guinol um, sort of uh, painting of a theatre production of musicians after party. Um, what Again, do you think? wind-ups are getting longer, aren't they? But, <laughs> <laughs> who is funnier, uh, stand-ups after show or musicians? I would I, say I, I would say musicians. I, I yeah. a friend of mine who's who's a musician had like he he sums up like this. He goes after a show, so he'll get someone come and go. Hey, I saw your show at say whatever it was. It was great, and he'll go thanks. And if you say that to a comedian, they go, oh, was the early show or the late show? They just won't take the compliment. They'll be like, yeah. oh, which, which one did you see? Because, yeah. you know, the late show was pretty good. But if you went to the early show, the late one was better. But Is that yeah. because they're wanting to gauge material it was delivered? Or I don't know. Not? We're just more needy. Insecurity. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. Wow. More, yeah. se- more insecure than a musician. Yeah. I'd say so. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> At the end of the round, the scores are Tim on zero points. You didn't get any points there, Tim. That's all right. Uh, Kevin on two points. Matt on two points. But in the lead on four points, it's Jess Ribeiro. Yeah. Okay, this round is called Holiday. It would be so great. Now, we've all had holidays. Some of them good, some of them bad. And this round, we talk about those experiences that have stayed with us. And today, we're talking about Jess Ribeiro. Now, last year, she was in Berlin writing her new album, when some friends come over from Australia to visit her and celebrate their 30th birthday. The friends were super keen to go to the Kit Kat Club, a famous sex club. Mm -hmm. But Jess was pretty stoned but thought, okay, I'll go. They went and got in, and once they were in, they all had to strip off. So while Jess and her friends were naked, what happened? So that's a lot of... So this is it. So was a lot to take in. That's a lot. That's all true. That's true. So was it A, two dudes were having sex right in front of where Jess was sitting. They both made eye contact with Jess... And not knowing what to do, Jess just applauded and said, Encore! The two <laughs> guys rolled their eyes and just got back to it. Once undressed, Jess realised she was the only one in the club with pubes. A dominatrix approached her with a pair of scissors and said something to her in German. <laughs> Jess panicked, grabbed the scissors and just started trimming off her pubes. <laughs> the domina- dominatrix screamed, grabbed the scissors off Jess and then used them to cut a loose string on Jess's friend's bra. <laughs> Or was it C, after about 10 minutes, Jess found it really boring, so started rolling up her towel to make it look like a chicken. It made her friends laugh heaps, and so she did it to their towels. Then some other people asked if she could do it for their towels, and so that night, Jess rolled up about 40 towels into chickens and thought she had achieved everything she wanted to from a sex club. Now, one of these is true. You have to ask Jess as many questions to try and get the right answer, but she'll want you to get it incorrect, so she gets your points. Have you ever been a hotel cleaner, Jess, like me? (laughs) 
I did work in a hotel in the kitchen. But you never did bathrooms. No. I'm where not, where no. did you learn the towel technique? Oh, my dad used to run a restaurant and I can do all of these um, nice things with, uh, you know, serviettes. Yeah. Like fan things like this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Those, those things. And chickens. Yeah, you can do all kinds. He's Asian. He's from Hong Kong. Okay. Yeah. Story checks out. <laughs> <laughs> so do, with the Making number nice one. Making nice things out of carrots too. Wow. Like flowers. The men who were who were fucking um, when you walked in. So and you said, was it you said encore? Encore. Did encore. they continue to fuck after after that? Yeah, they stopped and then looked they at looked at me and then they just kept going. Were okay. they looking in a way of come join us or? No, they what weren't are you doing? doing that. Okay, <laughs> I was just che- I was just checking. Goodness gracious. <laughs> um, the what? scissors thing. I surely just. Where did the scissors? You can't, where did the scissors come from? They came from the dominatrix. That's what you said. What's she doing with the dominant? What's she doing with scissors? I find that one hard to believe. Well, I'm going to put it out there. Pleasure is pain, Kevin. Pleasure is pain. Well, I guess I just haven't been to enough uh, clubs. <laughs> <laughs> where where was the club again? The, the Kit Kat the Kit yeah. Kat Club. Yeah, obviously Berlin. I've heard of it, know it well. But where where is it? It's in Berlin. Berlin. Yeah. Did Ned Collette go with you? No, he didn't go on that particular occasion. Mm. Yeah. I was just with him the other week. Oh, were you? In, yeah. in Berlin or over in here? Berlin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lovely fellow. No, he came in to um, a recording session mm. during the daytime, but he did not come to this particular... I didn't go with anyone else except for this one couple, and I didn't know they were into... Um, that kind of... Yeah. No, I don't think they were. They were so nervous. What was the dominatrix wearing, Jess? Black. Like black leather... But lots of people were wearing like black leather latex, was, uh, like you know latexy things. Mm. I had jeans and a t-shirt on. Oh, yeah, this game's tricky because they you also got to pick the two that he's made up. <laughs> so Josh has come up with two of these. Does he? It feels like the, yeah. So what, what are you going with? What do you think? I wouldn't put. Well, on I feel a, on like a stranger. I, f- I feel like you wouldn't put pubes on a stranger, but um, I could be wrong. What do you mean, put pubes on a stranger? Well, he's. he's if, I don't so think Matt's he's made saying up the that story. I wouldn't have made up the pube story and given. Not that Jess is. Oh, no, strangers. I've known Jess for since right. 2015. Yeah, we've known each other. Okay. So maybe you would have put pubes on it. Yeah. Maybe. But yeah, you're right. The scissors. Yeah. That doesn't sound right, does it? Doesn't nuts. But I don't. Have you been to a Kit Kat club? No. So, you know, maybe. I haven't Look, either. Anything, yeah, that's right. I mean, so I, maybe this that's is not normal. coming from experience. Did, I, I just, did, did any of the gentlemen, any of the two gentlemen fucking look like Kevin Mitchell? <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, I felt like I was the only person that had dark hair there. So, I mean, they had less hair than you. I mean, you've got lots of hair. but um, <laughs> I just had a cut. On your head, did you? Yeah. Just, you know, I, was, I noticed before <laughs> Kevin's family did at the airport, oh, Kevin, you've had a haircut. <laughs> I went to a... Um, I went, sorry, I went to a, 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 a live sex show in Amsterdam once, right? Live um, sex show? Yeah, live sex show. Ooh, it was like, two, you know, two what? in the morning or whatever, live sex show, sitting in this little theatre. I've been that? taking mushrooms all day. And, and I, I had my mushrooms. I was at this sex show eating mushrooms like it was popcorn, just sitting there, you know, <laughs> eating the mushrooms, watching. And it was, it was, you know, it was really sort of in the latter hours in the morning. So these people, they've been working hard for a long time. And there was a guy having sex, of course, with this woman. But... um. It took him, he couldn't get it hard on, it was taking ages, and I'm just on the edge of my seat. <laughs> he finally had, makes it happen, and he's having sex there from behind, right? And I was like a couple, sort of second row, and 
it just there was this moment, and keep in mind that I'm, you know, on mushies, but I'm pretty sure I didn't hallucinate this. While he's having sex, he just slowly turns around and he looks me dead in the eye as he continues to fuck this woman. That's from good behind. showmanship. And yeah. it was. Uh, look, it was an experience I'll never forget. You had a real connection. Maybe you got him to where he, yeah. he needs to go for the <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Look, if I was. Look, I'm here to help, sir. So. <laughs> but yeah. But no you, scissors. No, no, I didn't see any scissors. No. No scissors. Right. Do we choose? Do we, yeah, is it time you, to guess? You know? All so right, wait, well, just recapping the three were so, you, you made towels into chickens yep, and your dad used to work in Hong Kong. So there's. That so in a restaurant. No, he used to own restaurants. He owned he restaurants. To, and he'd teach me how to make all of these little um, serviette mm. things for all of so the So I'll, like, I'll go uh, through the choices. So A was the two guys, B was the pubes, C was the chickens out of the towels. So I'm what do you think, Tim? Uh, B. I think you B think is the B. false you think, one. No, one is true. You, I want you to guess the true one. Which one do you think is true? Uh, because I know, Dalu, I know you, but you've just got the most delicious sense of humour. I want C to be true. You want C. Okay, the you chickens. want chickens? Yes. Okay, I, Kevin. I also chickens. believe C to be true. I, as, a, as you know, I've got a problem with the scissors. Yep. And A. He's also got a problem with homosexuality. <laughs> <laughs> I've also got a problem with scissoring. Um, um, no, it just seems like. Um, it's look. It seems like the kind of awkward thing like that, that I would do if I was okay. in that same situation. So that's why I'm going to go. So you're going with C. C. Yeah. Okay. And, I and think I don't know. I can just I can see you saying encore. I think that, that is a, <laughs> a thing you would say. So, so you're going A. Do you know? Yeah. I really wish it was the first one, Damn and that it. I was saying encore. <laughs> but it was, in fact, B. Oh, it was the cues <laughs> and the scissors. So oh, my gut feeling was right. You were right, yes. Damn, and yes. you were trying to guide me there. Uh, well, I was inadvertently. Yeah. I got to get out more clearly. You're and well played on Jess for well saying, played. pointing yeah, at me, going, well, "You said it was the dominatrix." Yeah. So, oh. so let's go through it. So you were in the club. Okay. So I went to. Um, so I, I didn't want to go. But I'd been in Berlin for like three months. I thought I should do something touristy. It was my friend's birthday. Did you say touristy? <laughs> too, too risky. Too, oh, no. <laughs> also too risky. Too risky. So, touristy. So my friends, you know, they made these beautiful little costumes for themselves and I rocked up and I had my jeans on and they were very disappointed. Uh, we went in. It was It was you know, techno music and my friend thought that she was going to have a panic attack even though she was the one that wanted to be there. And then I found this room and it was this open-air room and there was a swing from the ceiling and there was a huge swimming pool and there were all of these naked men and women, but mostly men, in there. And some of them were under this waterfall of, like, rainbow lights. And we went in and you had to take your clothes off to go in and we were met by this dominatrix woman and you had to take your clothes off and she folded them really neatly. There was this mm. fe- this look of cleanliness it's everywhere. Like German engineering. And so I really took my clothes off really fast. I don't know why, but she she said something about taking your clothes. I took them off, gave them to her, and I started looking around at all of the naked people and I realised that they all had really good bodies and they all had blonde hair. And so I was like, oh, shit, I've got dark hair. And then I realised none of them had pubic hair. And I was, and I thought, holy shit, I've got so many pubes. And they're black. And then I looked to my friends and I said, you don't have any pubes either. And then I looked at my friend's boyfriend and I said, you don't have pubes either. And they said, it's okay, Jess. 
And I said, it's not okay. Why didn't you tell me we weren't meant to have pubes? And then... It's the sort of thing. All, and as soon as I did that, this woman turned around and handed me this little pair of silver scissors and without thinking, I just grabbed them and started <laughs> cutting off all my pubes. And then... Um, and then, so I'm just cutting them off and my my friends are saying, what are you doing? I said, well, I've got to get rid of them. And I was like, cutting them off. And then the dominatrix lady turned around and she said, what are you want? And she grabbed the scissors from me. And then I was standing there with like half cut pubes and a big handful of like my <laughs> hair. And she turned to my girlfriend and like just um, carefully snipped a little thread from her bra and... That was that, wow. and then and then I, you know, and then I just rolled them into a ball and I put them in a corner and we went into a little dance, a sauna with. This, wow! Know, it's wild that she thought sauna. you would have understood what the scissors yeah. were for. Sorry. It's wild that she thought you'd understand what those scissors I were know, meant for. Yeah, well, you know. You'd think that that could, like just a gentle "Is this your first time?" Yeah. upon entering yeah. might be helpful. So then, you know, for those... You might notice no one's got pubes. <laughs> don't let that If anybody has you any don't scissors, panic. don't start cutting your pubes <laughs> off. At the end of that round, the scores are Tim still on zero points, right. Kevin still on two points, Matt still on two points. We're in the lead now on seven points. It's oh, Jess Ribeiro. Runaway leader. Work to do. Thank God I've got my looks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this round is called Yeah, Nah, Yeah. In this round, I'll read out a fact about another person on the panel. If you think it's true, you say yeah. If things a lie, you'll say nah. A point if you get it correctly, a point to the person the fact may or may not be about if you're incorrect. So you can ask him as many questions as you want to try and get the truth. So to Jess. Now, Tim's first kiss was at age 13 in the back of a school classroom. It was arranged by the kids in the class, and that, while they kissed, everyone else just sat and watched. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. You're going to say yes straight away? Yeah. Or do we get more questions? You can ask more questions and see if I've made that up. Nah, I'm just going to say you're gonna, yeah. You're going to say yeah? <laughs> Well, you are correct. Yes, yeah. that is true. Yes, I knew yeah. it. Yeah. Look at him. <laughs> Look at him. Dear what a sweetie. Yes, she was a very uh, statuesque uh, young lady. It was all, um, uh, it was complicit and uh, it was uh, very unerotic. Uh, was it a, a Lord girl. of the Flies kind of situation with the other kids, though? As soon as they found out, they kind of. Initially, I, I wanted to kiss somebody and I was, I was curious as, as anybody is at that age and at current age. But uh, no, no, it wasn't. But it was just, it felt weird to be doing it in front of people. Even at that stage, I thought, I'd rather be doing this in the intimacy of um, a shed. I had a very similar experience, though, which is me and this girl had arranged a kiss after school. And it spread. We were going to, Josh yeah, and Rebecca were going to kiss. Wow. Josh and Rebecca were going to kiss. And then my brother found out, my older brother. So he turned up on his bike and just went, go on then, kiss her, <laughs> kiss her. And I was like, oh, oh. And so it was going to be like, as we called, movie style kiss, oh like proper God. kiss. And then I just pecked her on her ear and just oh, got on my bike and so rode away. Sweet. That was the end of it. I've never been kissed. Oh, well. Um, did you have a cat's bum kiss or was it like a real kiss, Tim? Oh, no, it was a movie style. Movie wow. style kiss. Wow. Yeah, was there a reaction from the... Uh... The crowd. Yeah, what did it? I mean? hear applause oh. wherever I go. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, why I knew it was true. Catherine, Catherine was very, uh, very shy, and you know, as as tall uh, people can be at that age, thirteen, mm. whatever. And um, I f remember afterwards just feeling she looked a little. Um, Taken aback, and mm. I thought, well, geez, I hope she's all right. Oh, that's uh, so sweet. Because we probably didn't talk for four days after that. Yes. Because when you pass each other in the schoolyard, you get a bit bashful. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right, so to Tim. Now, Matt's first ever gig was in a high school Battle of the Bands contest where his band got to play one song, which was an original composition. 
They lost, though, to a band called Spam Badger, who just played Am I Ever Gonna See Your Face Again by the Angels, and because the rest of the school got to yell out the swear words, they uh. won the popular vote. Yeah or nah? Hmm. What's the name of the song that you played? Oh, I thought you were going to ask that, and I've been trying to remember. <laughs> um, it's uh, I think it was called Dogtown. Dogtown? Dogtown. Did you write it or someone else in the No, I didn't write it. I, I couldn't then, and I still can't really play Music. I was the bass player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they gave they gave me a bass. I think they liked my vibe. Yes. Um, what did you? I like still have that bass. It's in the shed. Really? What color is it? It's uh, it's like it's black with splattered red and white. What else is in your shed, Matt? <laughs> uh, it's, it's a fold out bed. Uh, it's a bike without a missing wheel. Did you enjoy sound check, Matt? No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think there was really much of that sort of stuff no, going that's on. That's right. No. Yeah. So that's the only bit that I reckon is really true. That I'm saying no. You are correct. That I'm was not, a lie. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. How? How am I? What a bullshit lie to make me tell to Tim Rogers. I was in a yeah. Fucking hell! As if I could have pulled that off. Could, what? Did I actually you go red there? I feel like I was. I was glowing. No, red. you're saying beautifully. Um, you know, around that time, though, I did. I was inspired by you, uh, not musically, but uh, for my year 12 formal, mm-hmm. I specific, uh, specifically went op shopping to find a brown suit because you wore it in a photo shoot somewhere. And I found it, and it's the, I've still got it, chocolate brown. Is that in the shed? Uh, no, that's still inside, in the cupboard. That's ready to go uh, whenever I get called up to a formal event. It's too good for the shed. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, come on. It was a mis- um, Understood that I was dressing to be somewhat ironic or to be daggy, or uh, when really I just I loved mod culture and <laughs> I wanted to. But the only secondhand suit you'd find would would be not the great colours, and so we'd get find suits for five dollars yeah. and try and hem the. I um, didn't. It didn't seem ironic to me, but maybe I was pre-ironic, you know, as a teenager. Tonic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it just it just looked cool to me. So did you ever go in a Battle of the Bands competition? I've no. we all. Never I've, ne- I've never been. No. I've been in bat- like comedy battle type. Oh, really? Things. Well, you know, oh, like raw comedy. In, you know, you like, won raw comedy. Yeah, yeah I've done Matt. like comedy competitions, but never done. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, I think I was alluding to that kind of situation. It's never particularly comfortable. No, it? it sucks. I was in one with my old band, the Plurals. We were called. Yeah, Plurals. Yeah, it was around the time everyone was like the Strokes or the uh, White Stripes, uh, and we're like, yeah. oh, we'll, we'll class up the, the Plurals. And you nerds, you should have been called the nouns. The nouns. Where did I come? Where, why did why, why? Oh no no no! Forget that. I've just <laughs> taken that from a book that I was reading last night. Plurals. The what plurals. the hell? Yeah. The well, plurals. It was doesn't just, sound nah. good when it comes the out of your mouth. The plurals. Right. It was just two of us and the verbs. and someone yelled out. Verbs. Someone yelled out. You need a bass player and wouldn't stop. We had three songs. We play them and then they kept on yelling. Get a bass player. Get a bass player. I'm like, all right. I bet that person was a bass player. Matt, we could have used you. Damn it. <laughs> All right, so to Matt. That is true. I do have a bass in my oh, shed. Is it? Because yeah. that seemed to me like the biggest oh, lie. The colour of it. With the splat, no, it's splattered uh, colours and everything. Jess yeah. wants it. Yeah, can yeah I, you can. I've been looking to offload it. Okay, great. It's been missing a string for about nine years. Since that Battle of the Bands competition. All right, so to Matt, at school, Kevin was a very good student, but one time got caught cheating on a test. The teacher sent a note home to his parents to sign, but Kev got a friend to forge it. Kevin felt so sick about it, he actually had two days off school. He promised from that day forward he would never break the rules again. <laughs> have you broken the rules since? I have. I'm ashamed to say. Yeah. Yes, many times. I Mushrooms uh, in a sex club. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't... But 
is that breaking rules? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Probably not an answer. It's perfectly legal. Yeah, true. Perfectly well, legal. You've so. watched live sex on mushrooms. I mean, I've never seen people. Ha- you know, I went to the well, sex went club. To, I didn't yeah. even see any sex. Well, yeah, but you saw many, <laughs> many naked people. Yes, but they just sat around the pool. But you watched some people. I did. There were three acts. There were three acts to it. How did it feel? (laughs) I saw six people have sex. Did it turn you on? Uh, No, no, not at all. It was. How did you feel about it? Was I was beyond the point of being able to be turned on. Were you laughing? (laughs) No, it was very. It was a tense experience. Very tense. It was honestly. I wasn't just like relaxed. I was on the edge of my seat with eating my. Anyway, well, you know how when you're on mushrooms, you look at your hands a lot, and it's like, was it you doing that? No, it was really dark theater. It was a tiny little theater where your knees were hard up against the seat in front of you, and yeah, it was. It was. It was very, very tense. When you opened up about that, did you think that Jess's story was going in a sexier place, and now you've sort of overshared? Based on the fact that it was really just a non-sexual no, it just story. Popped <laughs> <laughs> it just popped into my head. It's, a, it's the first time I've ever told that story outside I'm of... I'm it's on the public record. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so breaking rules. You do... I, I mean, uh, I, yeah, are you a good boy? I can't tell. Mm. I can't because your lyrics are magic, hard to that. sort of <laughs> decipher sometimes. I don't know. Are you singing about when you were leaving home? Mm. Um, sorry to... Just reference okay. that song. Was I mean that doesn't feel like a, a good guy thing to do. You know, you're leaving. I always leaving figured home. you were like running away in that song. Why don't oh, you? Um, can you recite the words for us and we could try and analyze uh, it? Leaving home. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, no one can understand leaving what I was saying. Home. <laughs> Life was never good to me. Leaving home. I felt the morning light. <laughs> Fuck. Why did I go down that path? <laughs> It helps if you squeeze your nose, nostrils well, together. Look, I, I love your music, so sorry if it sounds like I'm giving you shit. No, but, um, that's all. <laughs> I, I feel like you do have a vibe of a who maybe was a good guy who's who's, who's found good, a rebellious. Good guy turned bad. Yeah, but yeah. still like holding on to the goodness. I haven't asked you a question yet. Um, <laughs> what? So, uh, what was the thing you did wrong that meant you had to have the fortune? I um, the. Dave Stewart, who was sitting next to me during a science test. Mix. Yes. <laughs> That's a, how we got to be in science class together is a pretty wacky story. But I like how you know all the famous Stewarts. Yeah. Matt Stewart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We colluded during a science test. We were caught talking during a science test and we were both, uh, we were both given, we both failed the test. Right. And we're given notes to send home to our parents who had to sign the note and comment the note and then we had to bring that note back to the teacher. And was this because you were feeling pressure to do well in school? Um, were you like you were like a highly was, driven sort of... I was under a lot of pressure to do well, absolutely. My mum, you know, was a real taskmaster. Um, uh, but I think, like, I was in year nine, so we probably weren't even talking... We were probably just talking about something that didn't even involve the test. I, I don't... I can't remember, but... But yeah, he, 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 we were we were punished. I feel like either you're a good liar, which is possibly true, or this is. I'm going to say this is a, a true. This is a nah, half <laughs> true, <laughs> half true. But so the first bit was true, but mm. then he didn't take two days the off school. Aftermath. There's, there's more. Well, it's interesting story, you say that I'm a good liar because that's a, a big part of the story. So um, I was given this note, and of course I'm absolutely shitting myself, right? You know, I, my, my parents can't, particularly my mum. My dad, dad, not so much, but mum. 
if she finds out my life's over, I'm dead. So um, we got a girlfriend of mine to um, forge, you know, to sign in my in my dad's name, you know, Brian Mitchell, and write a comment like something, you know, very disappointed in Kevin, you know, he'll, you know, face the consequences at home or something. She wrote for me, and then I handed it back to the, my teacher, Mr. Benowith, and um, Mr. Benowith took the note and seemed to accept it, and everything was fine, Phew, all good. A few months go by, and then the parent-teacher night comes up. And my mum, now parent-teacher night is usually reserved for the kids who are like not doing so very well. So the parents can, wasn't my case at all, but my mum being a teacher herself, she wanted to meet with every single one of my teachers, including Mr. Benowitz. So I was like, oh shit, you know, so now I'm in trouble. Now I'm fucked for two different things. So she goes to the meeting and that night I had footy training and I was just, I was pissing myself with fear, you know, because she was going to pick me up a footy training straight from the parent-teacher thing. I was like, fuck, my life's over. I'm fucked. Um, so she she picks me up. I get in the car just waiting for it. Nothing. Nothing happens. She doesn't mention it. Nothing at all. I'm like, fuck, what's going on? Like, he, mustn't have, he mustn't have mentioned anything to it. Oh, fuck, I'll live to see another day. Go back, to go to school, you know, whatever my next science class was, and everything's fine. And then during a lull in the class, Mr. Ben, everyone's just sitting doing this work, and Mr. Benner says, Kevin, you know, can I just see you for a moment? He takes me out of the class. Sits me down, he, he uh, says, oh, you know, I spoke to your mother at uh, the parent-teacher night and she didn't know anything about the, uh, the, the, the test and the, or the note or anything. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's weird. I, I said, oh, my dad wrote the note. And I said, said to him, oh, you know, dad's the one that kind of, you know, dad looks after it. Mom doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> so he pulls out the note from his top pocket and he puts it and he looks me dead in the eye and he says, you know, look me in the eye and tell me that your dad wrote this note. And I looked him in the eye and I said, my dad wrote the note. And he just... Do you think he believed oh. it or he was just sizing up going, is this kid going to in my face? I don't know. He either, he either believed it or he just thought my, mm-hmm. uh, my uh, ta- lying talent yeah. was well, so great. He was really worried Nick, about now, you. He was worried about yeah. well, maybe this is going to make the next couple of weeks of our tour together. <laughs> Knowing that you can lie. Anytime there's some, some yeah. sort of uh, consternation, there's the last twisty in the bowl. Or the <laughs> 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 Mr. I mean, Benowitz. The... <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's kind of, I mean, I consider myself to be an honest person, but after thinking about that, I remember too that the first gig I ever got was based on a lie as well. Somebody, I, I didn't have a band or anything. And the person who was offering the gig, you know, was on the phone to me asking me what experience have you had. And I said, oh, yeah, we played this gig and this gig and our band's done this. It's all just completely fabricated in order to get the gig. But I think, but isn't that, and I'm not trying to sort of, you know, def, well, I am trying to defend myself a little bit, <laughs> I guess. But, um, but, you know, how many people have lied on a resume or whatever yeah. to get a job or, you know, that's how I, that's the context I put that in. But yes, I, I don't know why your mum didn't bring it up with you though. I, and I've never known, and I've never brought it up with her. Maybe I will. She probably forgotten about it. Now. Kevin and Brett's mum is an absolute enigma. I mean, <laughs> the first time in Fremantle the other night, and um, she was uh, wonderful company, so funny. She'd just come in just... from watching us play, and you, you and I were about to get on. She so the back of the back of her jacket was soaked in beer, the poor thing. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, sorry. But she was like, oh, it's like meeting the royal family, meeting you, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Very theatrical and, and gorgeous. It's, um, 
<laughs> Getting to know you. <laughs> Last you question liar. for this round. So okay. to Kevin, now, while living in Darwin, Jess once got a job for Tourism Northern Territory where she was flown to Alice Springs. Jess didn't really know what the gig was for, but a crew was coming from Sydney and told her she would do a piece to camera about her connection to the land. Jess asked if they were also going to film an Indigenous Australian too, to which they said, aren't you part Aboriginal? Jess said, I think you've mixed me up with Jessica Malboy. <laughs> I'm Chinese, Portuguese, English, Australian. Jess never got another job with them after that. Yeah or nah? Wow. So how did the job even come about? Like you were asked, so how did they? The, uh, um, the... I'm going to say no. Nah. <laughs> are you, you going to say no? Nah? Yeah. You are incorrect. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Uh, okay, old, well, Jess has played this very well. You yes. did. Look, you're, no wonder you're winning by so much. <laughs> the old three-card trick. Ah, <laughs> Denial with eyes. So you were working for Tourism Northern Territory playing songs and stuff, weren't you? Tur- like, yeah, Tourism Australia. They oh, gave, Tourism Australia. They gave me, I was friends with the tourism minister and she was an Indigenous woman and I think someone oh. took a photo of us together at a celebration <laughs> and most of the stuff I did was for Tourism NT but then Lonely Planet and Tourism Australia said, come to Alice Springs. Right. We've got this great campaign. We want you to be a part of it. And then they took me for a drive. They didn't really say what was going on. I didn't really understand. They gave me an Akubra. They said something about having a yarn and passing it on. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. But sure thing. We drove through to Catajuta and they gave me a briefing. They said, yes, when we arrive, we're going to film you talking about your spiritual connection to the land. And I said, well, that's weird. Okay, sure. I was like 23. I was, well, I thought... Yeah, I must have a spiritual connection. <laughs> and then I said, now, I said, you are going to have an Indigenous person there, aren't you? You know, someone to represent, uh, like, the the country where we're going. And then they stopped the car. They literally stopped the car. And they said, oh, you're not Indigenous. And I said, no. No, I said, I'm not Jessica Mowboy. And they said, yeah, we know that. But we were sure that you were part Indigenous. And I said, no, I'm not. you're Asian. And... Anyway, so then I got a free <laughs> hat. You out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> I got a free hat and Why I went you? for a walk around the desert. I was like, this is beautiful. And then they never gave me another job. <laughs> but the hat, you were meant to pass the hat around. I was you? meant, yeah, we went to Sydney the following week for this lonely planet thing. And when I got there, this man said to me, where's your hat, Jess? We need the hat. We have to pass the hat on this Akubra. I said, I don't have it anymore. And they said, what do you mean? And I said, well, I posted it to my uncle. He's a truck driver and he loves it. And they were just so, they were like, are you serious? And I was like, surely you can get another hat from Akubra. And they were like, no, it's a specially made one for this, you know, this oh. world campaign. And it was like, yeah, right, whatever. But wow. And so clearly all those people were white, you know. Yes. They, it, it, yeah. it just and, and it just shows like, you know, the uh, the uh, discomfort, yeah. that, like, the fact that they just kind of assumed with it, but and without sort of talking to her she's about She's got it. dark hair. She yeah. has tan yeah. skin. Of course, <laughs> she's like, part indigenous. Yeah. She's you know she yeah. can be anything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. At the end of the round, the scores are Tim. You're on one point. You're off the mark here. This is good. Wow. Matt, you're on two points. Kevin on three points. But way out in front of nine points. It's oh, just Rubira. All right, this is our final round. It's called. Is it, is it double points so we can catch up to Jess? Or is, no, is but you, you can lose points in this one. Oh, so okay. you can lose one right. more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Who 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 Who. In this round, I'll read out 10 questions about everyone in the room, apart from me. If you think you know who it is, buzz in. Your name's your buzzer. You can't buzz in for your own ones. You get a point if you get it right, a 
point off if you get it wrong. First one is this one. Who had a job where they would crush up medication and put it in the food of the elderly? Who had a job where they would crush up medication Matt. and put it in the food? Yes, Matt. Right, Kev? Yes, you are correct. Yes, point there for Matt. Yeah. Dumb. Is that your that's your only job other than yeah song, yeah you lie like and you drug yeah painting a picture of myself and he takes mushrooms and watches yeah. people have sex I was like uh, eighteen years old and and I just quit uni I was in my started my second year of uni and I was just like quit uni because I couldn't stay at home anymore and my parents were just like well you, if you're gonna stay under our roof you better get yourself a job I was like right okay. So I got this job in this old people's home and completely inexperienced in the, in the kitchen. And yeah, they used to give me the, the old people's medications and stuff to put in their soup and everything that they wouldn't take. Like, I mean, surely that would not happen anymore. No. Um, but, but yeah, sometimes yeah. I'd be setting the, tab- setting the table, like the cutlery and stuff, and someone would sort of tap me on the shoulder and say, oh, they died last night. You don't need to set up their cutlery <laughs> today. And one of the old ladies was short, like she thought that I was her son. And so when at the end of service, I'd be packing up, she'd be going, okay, dear, she'd, she'd be like, go off and play, run off and play, I'll, I'll pack up. So she would go around the table and help me pack up all the stuff. Oh. Go outside and play. I thought that's what that lady was doing to you at the back of that yeah. club being <laughs> I must have been mistaken. <laughs> Question two, who as a teen went to their local record store to buy a replacements album, got the names mixed up and bought the residence album instead? Kevin. Yes, Kevin. It's got to be Tim, right? That is Tim, yes. <laughs> Point there for Kevin, yes. How did that affect you? Well, I went from being very excited to very confused. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, liked never recovered. I, I respect the residents and I enjoy reading about their exploits more. But um, I, I did actually go back to collect records in Parramatta. Johnny Kanako, wonderful man, working there, and he did um, swap it back. He allowed you to swap it? Yeah. I have only had one experience where I went to swap an album. When I was 18, I mm. made the big trip over from Burnie to Melbourne went to Greville Street Records, and I was a big mm. Lemonheads fan. Mm. Yeah. And I'd heard, and they did covers of Graham Parsons songs. So I'm, like, yeah. I'm going to buy Graham Parsons' GP. Mm. Right. Bought it, took it back to my mate's house where I was staying. Just, I was 18, couldn't get into it, couldn't find a right. way. Went back too the next soon. day and said, oh, this is not for me. Can I swap it for something? And the guy actually let me swap it. Was I, it Warwick? Behind I, I can't, yeah, I can't remember who it was, but he let me swap it. And I'm like, that, looking back now, I'm like, there's no way. He should have let me swap it. He should have said, no, no you need to with sit it. with that album. Give it a few really years, come back it. to it. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. it. They run a different operation down there. Good people. Question three. Who took acid instead of meeting PJ Harvey backstage? Kevin. Yes, Kevin. Jess. Yes, you are correct. Yes, point there for Kevin. Yes. What was the nothing, to say. nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who said you've never you done. Um, we were going to have dinner, but <laughs> 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 it didn't work out. <laughs> Question. Can you, can you tell you? me about that? It's like taking acid backstage. <laughs> <laughs> extremely enigmatic person. Yes. No, it's wonderful. Question four. Who had their book full of their writing for a new piece they were doing stolen and they had to start from scratch? Who was that? Matt. Yes, Matt. Was that Tim? You are correct. Yes, it was Tim. What album was it? Uh, it was, was it she? It got stolen out the back of the corner hotel. I was at a, doing a theatre show and I drove there and the lead actress uh, was going to drive it home and I left my bag in the back of the car and had demos and uh, full what? lyrics and everything. I think it was one of the um, lesser heard solo records, so um, <laughs> just no great, um, no great loss. But someone in Richmond has a... It'll come out. Wow. Has a uh, book full of... Um, 
a book full of overwritten lyrics. <laughs> so what did you do after that? You didn't, did you just try and sort of... I punched rem- the hell out of every window of my right. car. And, um, what were you able to, were you able to recover just from your memory? Not very much. No, I just let it go. Really? Just, yeah, just had to. I, I, did you have like melody and stuff sticking around in there? Or was yeah, it just, I'm sure they were. Yeah. Yeah, and look, as I say, it was it was just one of my records. If it was a band record or um, songs I was writing for someone else, I would have felt worse about it. But I, the next day, I sobered up and cleaned, you know, got my hand bandaged up and, and thought, look, really, if there's got to be at least the feeling of them there. And, uh, so it was it was no great loss. Did you get a song out of the experience? Is there a song like punching car windows or something? You haven't heard Tim's song, I punched in a door because somebody stole my lyrics. I love the classics. <laughs> People said it was a bit wordy, but I, I really connected. The, um, the lead actor, Boyana, and we were in a relationship at the time and, and that was definitely the start of the end. I think yeah. she saw my reaction to um, one being um, that distraught about uh, lyrics. And, and we were seeing um, the performer, Jolly... Uh, American singer Holland Jolly Holland yeah she, the show of Jolly's was almost good enough to yep. that I didn't care and uh, I saw Jolly uh, play uh, just after that and um, uh, the story goes nowhere from there yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been working this morning sorry that's alright next question who got inspired for the name of their project off the back of an op shop find Jess. Yes, Jess. Kevin? Yes, it was Bob Evans uh, on the yeah. name. Uh, I was wondering where that was. Uh, yeah, right, okay. So yeah. the Bob Evans uh, ceramic doll for the restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, he's the sausage. He's a sausage magnet. No, it, well, he is actually a sausage guy. And, um, <laughs> in, that, uh, in that he's famous for selling his sausages. <laughs> but the op shop... Yeah, yeah. The story I read was yeah, it was yeah, a no, basketball right. top and it had Bob Evans on the back. Yeah. I thought, oh, that sounds cool. So that's where Bob but Evans came from. it was a basketball from. top? Basketball well, it looked like, like a home... Is that home... where Bob Evans came from? Yeah, it, it looked like a... I, I, it looked like it was homemade. It, it had... Because it had Bob Evans on the front and on the back it had the number 15. But, you know, it's like iron-on sort of things. So um, it looked like it was like a homemade uh, top that maybe like a, a social sports group might mm, sort yeah. of make for themselves to play basketball on a Wednesday night or something. That's, I'm uh, guessing. Um, so it's a chain of restaurants, isn't it? It is a yeah. chain of restaurants in America called Bob It's like Bob Evans Farms. All the, um, I've never been in one. Are they um, organic? No. no. I think, oh, no. I think they're, what's the opposite of organic? <laughs> Inorganic. <laughs> they're, um, yeah, they're, they look like sort of, you know, ye olde kind of farmhouses. That's sort of their, you know, stylish style. And, uh, but yeah, but in the, in all the shopping centres there in America, throughout America, you can in the frozen food section. There's you know Bob Evans sausages and various meat products. And the amount of fucking times yeah. people have been in America and taken photos <laughs> to send to me to go, hey, look, Bob Evans sausages. And, well, that's probably only counts about eight times. But anyway, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Next question: Whose friends got them to sing on their Year Twelve music performance exam, thinking they knew the words of My Sharona, and this person did not know the words, and their friends failed. He's done music. Tim. Yes, Tim. Jess. No, that was Tim. Matt Stewart. Matt Stewart and your musical background yes. are, are killing the victory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that was that, – I still feel regret about that. Um, well, yeah, we didn't practice. They, I assumed I knew the word. I'd heard the song a lot. 
And then we're all, it was just like, it wasn't in front of a crowd, it was just in front of their class. So I got out of it, I got out of like an accounting class or something probably. So I was pretty happy to do it. But then I was like, oh, I actually don't know the words. And it's also much harder to sing along to the song when uh, the singer of the knack isn't already singing. So, mm. I <laughs> so I'm like, I, I didn't, I don't know if I got it. I mean, can, you heard me try and sing your lyrics back to you before. Ask, it was like that. I think. <laughs> can I ask, do you now know the lyrics to my Sharona? And my second part of the question is, <laughs> do you still regret not knowing them? Because they're, they're rather lasciviously talking about love for an underage. Right. Oh, right. Girl. Oh, that would have, yeah, so maybe. You can just say been, you were being very woke back then. I was then, being early you? days woke. That's <laughs> all it was. You woke early. Yeah. <laughs> Singing to a group of 17-year-old boys, I thought it would have been inappropriate. So. Question seven. Who here has met Prince and told him he should have a rum and coke? Kevin. Yes, Kevin. Jess? Yes, you are <laughs> correct. Yes. That's cool. Yep. And then she uh, folded his exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and watched him have a sex act. <laughs> That's right. It's all very plausible. Yeah. I got to be his personal assistant when I was about 19 and he wanted a green tea with lemon. But uh, we didn't have any. And I said, would, would you like to have a rum and coke instead? <laughs> and then he just walked away from me and he sat down and he said, Jess, I'm not going to play until you, you know find me a tea and so I ran around Brisbane you know at one o'clock in the morning I went to a Chinese restaurant and bought 100 tea bags for Prince and wow we made him one cup of tea and then he played for three hours where was he when was this when was he this was in Brisbane this was what was he doing what it was at the Indy Temple it was an after show It was three hours of cover songs. Unbelievable. Yeah, he just didn't stop. He didn't play any original songs at all. Though it was, it was just like a big kind of jam Amazing. with him and his friends. Yeah. Imagine wow. how long he would have played if he had a few Bundy and Cokes in there. <laughs> I know. Really. Or two green teas. Yeah. Feels like you've lived a long life somehow. You've done a I'm lot really of cool young, stuff. I'm really young, though. I'm, you know. Never been kissed. Yeah. <laughs> I fit, you fit a lot in. Next yeah. question. Who in the early days of touring spewed so violently in the back of a cab it covered the entire front windshield? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Who was that? Who did this? Um, yes, Matt. Matt. All right. <laughs> you, you, that's how quick my thought process is. Um I want to say Tim. No, it was, oh, Kevin. it was Kevin. It was Kevin. I saw his little face go like, make a little twinky thing. I was, try, I was trying to read faces. and Yeah, now that I know it. Not much of a spewer, man. Right. No, no it was Kev. Yeah, it was a... It was a, a liar. A... <laughs> yeah. He, he plants drugs in people's food and spews. Yeah. This too is going to be... <laughs> Did you ever take any of the... Old people no. pills for yourself. No. That's the thing, and like I was, in a, a I was at the prime age to be doing some experiments to have anti-inflammatories. Or something. <laughs> yeah. I reckon I don't know what these things were, but I think they were probably a little bit uh, heavier than anti-inflammatories. So, you know, stopping people from probably you know losing it. But yeah, but the vomits was it was a full power chuck, and I just I happened to be sitting in the back middle seat. People, you know, driver, front passenger, people on either side, and it was a one hundred and eighty degrees. You must have nailed it. Like it was, it was obviously, it was was quite shocking. And I, um, we got kicked out of the cab, and we, it was, it was in nineteen ninety six. I was still a teenager, yeah, I was still a teenager, and um, we'd been swigging on vodka before going out, and so you know Mm. that was obviously where it came from. But um, 
Should try green tea and lemon. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> must but, have felt like you hit it flush, right? Yes. You yeah. just must have right out of the middle. Well, the last thing... Steve Smith. I, I, yeah. You know, I just I remember f- have that feeling of you know where you're gonna spew it and you, but you know that if you open your mouth it's gonna come out. So I'm just trying to gesture to my you know my bandmates like that something's brewing without being able to talk. And then the last thing I hear is the cab driver sort of casually saying, "How long do we have, sir?" And then boom. That's when it all went everywhere. It went in everyone's hair. and you so got out. Wa- we walked oh. back to the hotel, pick and vomit out of ourselves. I was Called up my Harvey Keitel from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> just him getting to clean it up. All right, the last question for the game. Here it is. Who holds the belief that at every single gig there is somebody in the crowd from Perth who wants you to know that they are from Perth? <laughs> Kevin. Yes, Kevin. Tim. Yeah, he's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is, that's a very good fact. Do you know how I know that? Because I'm from Perth. Yeah. <laughs> I... Uh, yeah, when the, it was actually last time we were in Hamburg and that guy yelled out, I'm from Perth, and I, I, <laughs> yeah. I gave it to him. And uh, the next day, I, all I wanted to do was find him and say, I'm really sorry, because I actually wouldn't have minded talking about um, anything to do with home. I was um, three weeks away from home just uh, feeling it, and we'd play terribly, and I just wanted to apologise to him. But, of course, I didn't, didn't find him. But sending it out there. I think it's like, you know... Perth, you know, being having grown up in Perth, you you do grow up, and even if it's on a subconscious level, there's something about being in the most isolated city in the world that does affect you. And I think that must be where it comes from. People just they they want to be they want to be acknowledged. Yeah, you know, um, I often thought that like the relationship that Perth has to the rest of Australia is kind of similar to the relationship that Australia has to the rest of the world. Oh my God. Do you know a band called <laughs> El Horizonte? Yes. Yes. So when I was 19 and I worked at the venue and I was uh, did this thing for Prince, this band came yeah. and there was this guy in the band and I fell in love with him and his no name way. was Eddie. And yes. He, I, and I called Remember my that. grandma and I said, I'm moving to Perth, I'm going to marry Eddie. And she, <laughs> said, she said, he's in a band, it's called El Horizonte. And anyway, I don't, Yeah. Oh, I remember and them. I remember meeting them and thinking, these people are from Perth. It's like they're from another country. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love them. I'm going there. And I didn't go. Anyway, Eddie, if you're out there, I'm, I, I haven't uh, been kissed yet. So. I actually, I remember having a similar experience, Tim, like Jeb and I were playing a gig in Vancouver and in between every fucking song, there was this guy right at the front going, I went to I went to Bull Creek Primary School, right? This guy, you know, went to Bull Creek. I went to Bull Creek. And I, was, so I just wanted to kick him in the teeth. Like, shut up. Just shut up. I just, was, I just ignored him. I didn't say anything, but Denying fuck, it was where annoying. where you came from. Oh, I was just like, great, what do you want a fucking medal? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's kind of serious. We, we just tri- flew 16,000 miles to play here, really don't want to <laughs> yeah. Then, you know, four in the morning, I, yeah. thought, I wouldn't mind talking about it. <laughs> East Fremantle's 1978. <laughs> At the end of the game, the scores are Tim Rogers on zero points. And I'm ah. proud. I'm proud. <laughs> you join an elite few who did that. Okay. <laughs> Matt Stewart on three points. Kevin Mitchell on seven points. Right, Came home strong. I tried. But our winner on ten points is Jess Ribeiro. Thanks yes. so much. If you had have had another woman here, I reckon that it would have been, it would have just really? lifted the scores. I reckon. You reckon okay. it would have been more so? even? Because of why, Jess? Um, maybe intuition. 
Right. What do you reckon, or is that sexist? Oh, should I have said that? Oh my god! What's wrong with being sexy? Working on a feeling level. I don't hey, know. Jess, because you win, you get to promote whatever you want to promote first. Your latest, your most recent album, Love Hate, is out. Yes. People can get that. Yes, buy it, buy it in the shops. You got any shows coming up? Yes. Whereabouts? Oh, all in over. Melbourne. That's right. This yep. is going to be out. There's a lot of listeners in oh, Melbourne. Oh yes. Okay. Um, this Sunday at the Darabin Music Feast, and then at the Somewhere else and somewhere else. I would have prepared a note if I had a right. I'm Sorry, next time I will. Go to jessrabiro.com. We can forge one for you. Actually, maybe yeah. Kevin. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yes. Kevin, you got some shows coming up? Uh, yeah, yeah. Playing uh, with UMI, Jebediah and UMI, playing shows all around Queensland and where else are we going? I'm going New with South them, Wales and Victoria. Are you going to go now? Surprise okay. support guest. Yep. If yeah. you're, yeah. if you're from Perth, please don't come. <laughs> uh, but yeah, right through till the end of the year. Tim, so. anything else? It, that, that, that too. That um, I find it that I mentioned to anyone who's listening, and I come from Kalgoorlie, I'll wear it like a stab yeah. corner. So someone, any, next time I mention that to anyone, shout me down. <laughs> <laughs> And and you and I have a, a new record out as well, uh, like no. a, a best of. Yeah, it's oh, all, no, no. all on board. No, it's a no, no it's, a, it's a live record. But um, we're going to be recording in a couple of months, and uh, I'm making a record with Shane Nicholson. And, oh, great, um, great. Sort of, uh, yeah, trying to get through. So, uh, Matt, now you. <laughs> oh yeah, I've, I've got pretty fun stuff as well. No records coming out as yet. What was the song I had? Dogs. Dogstar. Did I name Dog, it Dogtown. Keanu Reeves? Dogtown, you no, said. Dogtown. You said Dogtown. Fucking hell. Anyway, good. I did two uh, levels of improv, so you could probably see it all coming out there. Um, you went down the K-hole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the Keanu hole. <laughs> but you know what? Do go on. Right, we're actually we're doing a live show in Perth um, in a couple of weeks, I think, yep. this, in November. Everyone in the crowd, shout out, you're from Perth. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> If anyone's there, uh, they're listening, please do that. They pr- there probably will be some people listening. Of uh, that's will. at the Comedy Lounge. Yep. Is it? Yep. Um, and I'm starting a new podcast, recording it straight after this. It's, it's going to be about the back catalogue of Cold Chisel, and it's called Listen Now, and I'm doing it with my cousin. And we, yeah, we haven't really figured it out, but we're going to, it should be fun. And I think it's wow. going to come straight out and we're going to try and do it leading up to their tour next year. Cool. We're, Great. Jeb's are playing a couple of shows with Chisel New Year's Eve. New Year's oh. Eve, New Year's Day in Perth. There That's you go. cool. And, that, and, and I'm playing a cheese festival next year in March. <laughs> <laughs> True as. Is, is, that, is, that in Mel, is that in Melbourne? Don't know. Oh, didn't wow. really. I just it said. Fromage. I reckon there is. What does that mean? <laughs> That's French. Yeah. Yeah. Just watch out when you're touring with Chisel because we toured a couple of years ago. Did about forty shows with them. Wow. Getting admonished by Jimmy, who's a, fa- a friend, uh, for overdoing it is really some. Tim, you got to take it easy, man. You're gonna <laughs> kill yourself. <laughs> you've, got, you've just got to lay off. You can't drink that much. <laughs> Really? This is quite an experience. Wow. <laughs> so don't eat too much cheese, Jess. I, I, I won't eat any. I'm dairy-free at the moment. I'll put, who knows? Just who knows. Know. What are you going to do with all the free cheese they give you after you finish playing? Are they like, going to give it to me? Well, I can give you yeah. play cheese Got fest. Maybe getting paid in cheese. Let's have a cheese yeah. party. Yes, yeah. we can have a cheese party. It gives you weird dreams eating too much cheese. Hey, if you're in Melbourne, uh, tickets are still on sale for the live shows at the Catfish every Sunday, November, December. Uh, very good lineups. Uh, so come on down, 3 p.m. Tickets at joshua.com.au. And if you're in Brisbane and in Perth, I'm coming. I can't officially say when, but. You've got some festivals there. You can probably join the dots. I'm going to be there. So hopefully I'll see you there. So Jess and I want to ask, are you coming? I'm I'm coming, yes. Encore. Yes.
Thanks for playing. See you next time. Bye. Cheers. See ya. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.